This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. See what Dom did again there? Yeah. An actor from the show 911, Joey Wagner, joins us. I'm just kidding. That was Kelly Mack. <laughs> Hello, review sports writer Joey Wagner. What's happening? What's going on, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? Sorry to keep you waiting. We had Addy from The Walking Dead on the show, so... Oh yeah, I mean, once you text me that, I'm like, ah, I don't. You probably shouldn't call me at all. Five, if you can. <laughs> now I guarantee there's people that care a lot more about what you're going to say when we start talking about uh, the Illini and some of those goodies. What's uh, what's the last week been like? You, you, it's a, it's a big waiting game for football right now, right? We'll do it for another week. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's one of those where people are you know, maybe a little tired of reading about the. You know this. You know the, the players who are going to play eventually, and that they're more getting to the point like well let's just get this thing moving yeah but we've got i think i was just looking it up we have four games from this week postponed now um but illinois i, I believe lovey said not one case is that right well i mean it seems like everybody's good to go right now I and mean, they, they had issues or i guess i shouldn't say issues they had cases over the summer that they never chose to postpone they're doing that daily saliva testing for athletes on campus and on top of that the daily antigen testing by the Big Ten where they test 170 players, coaches, you know, team doctors, anyone, you know, in this, you know, tier one circle around the team. I, and we're seeing more and more stories. Um, you know, is it harder to get a story now? Obviously, is you're not there at practice. I mean, I know probably significantly tougher, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for example, let's look at the – first of all, Lovey's never going to tell us about injury. Yeah. We, we know that now. The only time he'll tell us is if it's a, like a season-ending injury. And to his credit, he's very upfront about those. Then we haven't been told anything on that front, so we're good. But in a normal year, we could see, oh, so-and-so didn't practice, and we could ask Lovey, and he would tell us the same thing every day. But we would at least know who, you know, maybe was a little dinged up or what that could look like. But the, the position – battles are really what we're missing and you know those aren't you know very there's not very many of those around the team but right guard is one between Virtus Brown and Jordan Slaughter and without being there we can't see who's getting how many first team reps or sure. what that looks like so in that sense it's a little harder but probably the hardest thing is trying to be a little different than the other 16 people on a zoom call getting the same quotes the same storylines from you and you know, you try to find a little flow in a line of questions that gets a little deeper than just the, well, I've been working hard this summer. Yeah. Yeah. We know. <laughs> Who, uh, tell me about some of the stories you put out. You know, we want people to go chase down and, and get a read on. Uh, the one, actually, there's one coming up eventually when we talk to Daniel Imaterbebe, Josh Imaterbebe's older brother. He yeah. transferred from USC. And, and Josh, really, we talked with Josh yesterday, I think. Must have been yesterday just about their relationship and how much Daniel kind of paved the way for him growing up together and what it means to be back together with each other for the final year. Like you know, we assume their final year of eligibility, technically they could come back next year. You know, we'll see what the season looks like and really what the NFL looks like for them. But I mean, I'm excited. We have to speak with Daniel still. It was good to catch up with Josh. I mean, he had such a big year last year. Right. So, and this was the first time I think I've spoken with him since the Michigan State game. So almost 11 months at this point because he missed the final games of the season last year with injury, and we didn't get a chance in the off season. Or some, I, I didn't get a chance, I should say, in the off season to talk with him. 
but it's just, it's been a lot of, you know, catching up with players. What have you been up to? What's the position group look like? Okay. And then 15 more people have a question. So <laughs> good luck. Are you... it, it, I mean, look, it's been the best it can be. Yeah. Are you starting to get your brain around just how busy you might be in November, December, if basketball and football <laughs> are rolling at the same time, this is, this is going to be much more of an overlap than you're used to. Isn't that right? Yeah. I mean, I just texted up some days like, this is quite a bit. Yeah. I, you know, basketball started yesterday. So we talked with Brad Underwood for an hour, an hour plus, And we'll, you know, we'll talk to some players next week. We'll talk to some football players next week. And, you know, really, we're not that far from basketball season. It's October 15th today. The season starts November 25th, it sounds like. Now, granted, Illinois and, you know, really no Big Ten team has put out a schedule yet. But it sounds like Illinois, according to a report by CBS, is going to play a four-team, multi-team event in Champaign the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Black Friday, which would be the 25th through the 27th. Cool. And then Ohio State's in town the next day mm. for football. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of overlap. We'll, the schedule will provide a little bit of clarity. And how many games will they actually play? I mean, will there be an outbreak for, you know, either on their team or on the team they would play that postpones games? Is there going to be a window in there if that has to be the case? You know, there's, there's still a lot of questions in Romy. Six weeks, seven weeks away from this. Yeah, it's something. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think's happened with high school? I'm starting to feel like we're not going to have anything at least till the new year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm starting to get that feeling. I just just watching I, I these numbers go up. Four thousand cases the in the state today. Yeah, I, I'll right. say, and I, I think I've probably said it on here before. The the issue that I'm running into is really it's hard to to guess anything because there's not been any metrics provided to us yeah. to us to coaches to administrators we don't know how to get from this level i think medium risk sports which would be basketball is currently in level two which is in it, which is scrimmages basically yeah you know against each other we don't know how to get to level three which really allows for a season and i think that's where some of this frustration is coming to is well how do we go back forward so without knowing how to get to level three it's hard for me to imagine getting there in a month I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, this, I can't tell you how excited I am about high school basketball, but it's just, it's really hard to imagine that with just without knowing how to imagine it. Mm-hmm. it it's such a new world. You know, it, it is a chance to try something new uh, when we get to it. We'll see what happens. I, I feel like the rest of the school year is in danger. I, I'm starting to get real pessimistic just by what's happening with the numbers because you know the governor's not going to move until the numbers start to move. I mean, we were we were at like fifteen hundred a day, and he was like, "No, we can't do anything." Mm-hmm. Now we're at four thousand. Right. Well, you know, look, we for a while I think Illinois is somewhere in the three point four, three point five percent positivity rate. I think. Right. I mean, today I may have thrown that off a little bit. In the middle of a pandemic, I don't know how. If just to be honest with you, how do you get better than that? It's really good, and if that's not enough to kickstart sports back up, what what is? And again. If it's an impossible level to reach, I'll, I'll understand that. But just tell us how to get to that level or what that level is. Absolutely, yeah. And and they're really not the, the communication levels. What's probably the most frustrating? Yeah. Yeah, and look, I, I will say yeah. we've seen the IHSA come through some media outlets and kind of say we can do this. We're we're on board with this, which is a little bit of a different tone, I think, than they've taken over the course of the last few months, where they've kind of taken. 
some pretty heavy punches, to be honest with you. People didn't know who to be mad at. The IHSA was the, the governing body of high school sports, and you know they took a lot of anger from people, and now we're starting to see them come around a little bit and say, we want to do this too here. You know, this maybe isn't all on us. I think that's been kind of an interesting turn over the last few weeks. Sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, you're staying busy. Uh, I know there's there's not a whole lot of things that you're uh... – you can talk about it until we, we really get into it. But we're about to get into it. At least we're going to get some collegiate athletics coming up here, it, it appears. Getting, hey, man, Illinois basketball, back to practicing, and that's it's, that's going to be a really, really fun season, I yeah. think. Yeah, if you, if you want to feel good about Illinois basketball, follow Andy Katz. Illinois is on every list he puts out. Final four teams, yeah. you know, it was like a list of 12. Illinois, I think, is listed third or fourth. Hey, you, you put Illinois in a tweet. And you're going to get some traffic on a link. I, yeah. mean, I, I think that's no secret. Fans are passionate. They're excited. They should be excited. I mean, this team, you know, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm carrying water, but look around. I mean, this looks like a really yeah. top to bottom. These guards, Kofi, you know, Brad was, was really, really high on Georgia yesterday. But to, to be so, next level, though, they need games. They need work. So I hope, I hope they get all that work in. Because these, these freshmen, a couple of these freshmen are going to – if this were to become a team that could – get to a national championship, a Final Four situation, the freshmen are going to make a difference. So I think there's going to be a freshman in the starting five when they start the season. I think I think Adam Miller is going to be in there. I, I agree. I don't with have you. any reporting on that. It's yeah. just a gut feeling in the sense of, I mean, this guy came in with the Big Ten college-ready body, yeah. and he can shoot the lights out of it. And there could be two at the end of the season. But they, they've just got to get the work in. They've got to get, you know, the chemistry is so important. It is. And listen, I mean, Brad said, don't sleep on Coleman Hawkins, a 6'10 kid from Prolific Prep in California. Awesome. He can shoot as well as anybody. Brad said he might work himself into playing time faster than even I thought. I mean, the kid's a 6'10 kid who can dribble. He's smart. He can shoot. He's, I mean, he's an oversized forward point guard. Really. I mean, he's a point forward effectively. And we'd be curious to see what his role is. Or, you know, maybe Brad was, was a little ahead of himself. But yeah. I, I think I, I've kind of reduce this class to Adam Miller and Andre Curbelo because they're two top 50 kids. But Coleman Hawkins is, you know, get, getting some good praise early. This is going to come and go in a hurry here. The, the, these these classes of the superstars anyway. How is recruiting looking down the road? Does Brad talk much about it? I don't, I don't even know who the – I know there's a there's eyes on a couple kids, but I feel like none of them are as good as the last few we've gotten. Well, they got a good commit from Luke Goody from Indiana. He's a, a wing player. Uh, he's a top 100 kid according to 247. They got a verbal from him a while back. He seemed okay, yeah, really, really dialed in, really locked in. Right now, the big chase is Bryce Hopkins. He's a top 40 kid from Fenwick. Okay, he was previously committed to Louisville. He's decommitted, and it's you know sounds like it's a kind of a hard recruitment to read. And I'm certainly not somebody who's tracking down high school coaches and parents. And, and as, as much as I can follow. Kentucky figures to be in the mix, you know, maybe even the leader, Providence, Illinois. So it, it'll be, and, and Indiana, I think, is in that mix. That's a big one. That, that's a big, a top 40 national kid from in-state. You know, if, I mean, he's a forward. If, if Brad can, if Brad and that coaching staff can land him, that's a, I mean, that's a really big deal. And then a big guy from out east, Mac Etienne, he's, it, it, Etienne, I believe is how to pronounce his last name, I'm sure. Yeah not correct on that you know people have said he's kind of a jokey noah type and Uh, kofi's a perfect you know hey the the plan is kofi you know maybe he'll be gone next year and those minutes will be open for mac and they can say this is how we develop kofi 
we're interested in developing you the same way. Mm-hmm. And once you get that going and you have, finally, Illinois can sell wins and they can sell, I mean, really, NBA development. I don't think anybody would argue that Iowa and Kofi were ready to, you know, physically ready in terms of, you know, their bodies. And they also knew the game. They could have gone to the NBA if they wanted. So that's that's starting to turn a little bit in the favor. But Illinois had some misses. So, you know, getting one of those two would, would be would really go a long way. Sure. Fifth would be better, I'm sure. Right. Well, this year could tell a lot on some of the guys you're about to get in the next few years. Uh, when, and, and some guys could be transferring away because uh, it looks like a loaded roster. So. And listen, Andre Corbello is a guy, man. He Adam Miller, maybe he'll go early. It might be just looking at him and as good as he is, it's kind of hard to imagine. And he's just built for the NBA. He's got an NBA body. You know, I don't know that he'll be a four-year guy, but Andre Corbello is really, really, really good. And he could be like a, the Illinois Cassius Winston, the guy who's just around for four years and just, he's, just breaks your heart. He's the cat's so, pajamas. <laughs> He's really he's a true point guard. His vision, his vision's off the charts. He's he's an exceptional point guard. Really, really fun to watch. I mean, he he's a real deal. We'll bring it on. Can't wait. Mm. Fun stuff. Joey, good to talk to you. We'll we'll check in with you next week. I don't I don't have uh, any any actresses joining us next week from major television shows. So we'll probably call <laughs> you on time. Oh, that'd be, that'd be right, take right, care Joe. and uh and, and uh, do you have any wine recommendations for joey he's he's, he's starting to get into wine who joey is i'll tell you hold on, now this twist top bottle of wine i got it was pretty good nothing wrong with that i don't have a what wine glass livingston is also twist top bottle you don't have to go crazy that stella rosa is pretty good stella rosa is pretty good that's yeah. another good one my wife loves that too yeah the red or we the black socially distanced little wine club uh yeah you can do that yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll start our own wine club. We'll zoom. We'll, it'll, it'll be it'll be the Zoom wine crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you're the busy one though, so we got to wait until you're free, right? Uh, and done with 12 interviews that day. Of uh, that's been something. Yeah. All right, I get it. Joey, we'll talk to you soon, man. Have a good one. All right, guys. Take care. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.